So, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Robinson. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, and today I wanted to get a new friend of mine on. Uh, he is actually, are you from Des Moines, Brandon? I grew up in Johnston. You grew up in Johnston. Okay, so Brandon, uh, this is the guy that I wanted to get on today. He's a little bit of an entrepreneur here uh, in Des Moines, Iowa, so I wanted to get on, get him on and uh, have, have him spit his truth about everything that he's doing right now. Uh, but without further ado, my guest today is Mr. Brandon Roth. What's going on, man? What's going yeah, on? Nico, I can't thank you enough for having me on, man. I've been Absolutely. looking forward to this. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Appreciate you uh, sacrificing your Thursday morning on this Valentine's Day today, you know, and just yeah. coming out and uh, drinking some coffee, having some good old Life Water. Shout out to Life Water. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, but just kind of just going to have a little conversation and just kind of Yeah, it, yeah. Know? I got a nice easy morning, so this worked out. Yeah. I told you what I'm doing today, right? Taking a yeah, so are you driving? Yeah, I'm taking a four and a half hour drive, uh, surprising my grandma, uh, and I'm going to take her out to dinner for Valentine's Day. Where yeah. is she at? Uh, Bloomington, Illinois, Bloomington. Central okay. Illinois, yeah. Okay. So it's a, it's a short trip out yeah. there, not too terrible. Yeah, I guess it's not bad as Chicago. It's probably like an extra two. Yeah, yeah, it makes a difference. Just yeah. a little bit extra time. It gets to be a little long, those trips, man. I think I go to uh, Minnesota pretty frequently, but that that one kind of gets to be a little long sometimes. I'll that bet. one's only like three and a half hours, but... Man, if you're like going there and back in like the same day, that gets to be a little yeah. hectic. But yeah, yeah. it's cool stuff, man. Uh, so, Brandon, before we get on into everything today, uh, just tell me who is Brandon Roth today? How old are you? Kind of give the people that don't know you just a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, uh, Brandon Roth here. Um, 37 years old. Like I said, grew up in Johnston. Actually, still live in Johnston today. Um, right, right off of 86th Street there. Um, but um, yeah, so I like you said, I'm a little bit of a serial entrepreneur. Um, I'm glad that Dom was able to connect us, dude, uh, because he's a real great guy and yeah. he's a bright kid too. I, I see a lot of potential with both of you, and, and you guys are going places. So excited to link up. Uh, but yeah, so uh, doing all sorts of stuff over the years. I mean, when I was your age, I was selling mortgages. Yeah. Um, I was hitting up the phones, dude. I was hustling at your oh, age. Yeah. Um, I was having to do cold calls where I was uh, seeing if you were interested in, in working with me. And, uh, you know, that, that was some great, great sales experience that, that led to, to many businesses yeah. uh, up until now. I think that the sales thing, I was uh, introduced to that right out of high school. I worked for uh, Cutco. I don't know if you know who that oh, is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, uh, I sold kitchen knives for them. For, for the record, they are the best knives you can oh, buy. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, but I sold them for a summer, and in, like, my first 10 days on the job, they had this thing called, like, a 10-day fast start. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so what you do is, like... Uh, in these 10 days, you try to sell as much product as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they have this thing called like a 10K fast start. So that's where you sell $10,000 worth of Cutco in 10 days. Yeah. Uh, and I actually completed that. What's in that like 10, 10 days? Bro, it was, it was absolutely <laughs> nuts. Like it was, uh, I had like probably 30 or 40 appointments in like 10 days and sold ten thousand dollars worth of product for them like bro are you knocking doors no so what uh, they did was uh they have like the script right so basically like what you do is like you call up like all of your family members or whoever you got oh sure yeah 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 yeah. and then you kind of just go on into it and uh you just uh you basically like set up an appointment with them uh 
do your sales pitch and like a little demonstration for them. Yep. Uh, and then if they want to buy something, then you write it up and you send it off. Uh, and then at the end of the appointment, basically what you have to do is uh, you have to like ask them if they would recommend you to any one of their friends. Yeah. Because like basically I was just doing it for college credit and like trying yeah. to build my resume and everything. So. It was a good little gig, and I think that it taught me a lot of stuff, like just about sales and, you know, just kind of expanding my entrepreneur spirit and everything. So it, it was really, it was very humbling, you know, and I think that I did a very good job at it. And, you know, there, a lot of my friends still do it. Uh, shout out to all the people at Cutco that I know. But yeah, Shout out yeah, to the hustlers yeah, out there. Yeah, exactly. And I think that it just kind of... It made me want to push even further, like just on developing myself and everything else, because it was like that entire summer. I feel like I was just working nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Yeah. But it was like it was on my own schedule, which I really liked. But you know, I wanted to just make some extra money and yes, yeah. things. So yeah. Well, the rate at which you were earning money, I'm sure, increased. Oh, and yeah. dude, it's all about the learning experience mm-hmm. at that point, mm-hmm. uh, because in that scenario, you were learning on every transaction whether yeah. you're getting a yes or a no. Yeah, and it's like you know the rejection thing was huge because it was like you know I was learning how to deal with the rejections because we would have like somebody would say "Uh, I don't know like I have this going on this going on and I'm like you know I can work with you work with your schedule you know it's kind of like you know if somebody's kind of hesitant on like getting you to just come over and do a demonstration it's like you know you can throw out all these little side things to say like hey i'm just doing this for college credit if you really want to help me out yep. that would mean the world to me but you know and then it's like people would literally like shit on you basically and say like no i don't want to help you out with college like yada 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 and it's like yep. that's cool you know and yeah. then it's like i i kind of gained like a different respect for myself and like for the others that are around me because I understand that like not everybody has to help you. And that's sure. a beautiful thing too. Sure. It's like not everybody in the world has to help you and you kinda have to help yourself almost. So Yeah. Well it's a good thing for you to realize too quickly doing mm-hmm. that stuff. Is that you'll realize and, and it's an unfortunate scenario, but you'll find that your friends and family are the first people that are going to doubt you in in situations where you are trying to better yourself or succeed in things and I you know just like you're saying you need to keep your head up um, and keep moving forward because you just can win these people over or at least convince them later through your actions and Mm -hmm. and, you know making making stuff happen yeah exactly and I think that that did teach me a lot just as a person as I think that it was like one of my like favorite jobs just because of the atmosphere around like everybody that I was like working with and then like all the people that I got to sit down with I wish I would have started a podcast back then because it was literally like I just enjoyed going over to people's houses and talking to them for an hour or so yeah you know yeah. It's if you had had all those thing. conversations yeah, recorded exactly it's kind of the same thing really so you know maybe one day I'll have to link up with Cutco one day and just kind of do a yeah, podcast yeah, for them but, yeah you're you gonna know, have to reminisce yeah it's a good it's a good little gig though uh but Brandon, getting into your story though, so you grew up in Johnson. How was that experience for you? Uh, it was it was good. I grew up, uh, you know, pretty pretty easy lifestyle mm-hmm. as a kid for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, was but, Johnson like just kind of developing when you're? Oh, I'm not kidding. Okay, so you know, like I said, I'm 37. Mm-hmm. I was 10 years old when we moved into Johnston. Mm. And I told my folks, at 10 years old, they moved us, they were building the house that we were moving into, and they took me there, and it was a hole in the ground, you know, digging the foundation. Uh And I looked around, 
and I said, you moved us to the middle of nowhere <laughs> because crazy. it was just woods and cornfields, uh-huh. and, and I couldn't see the vision, that you know, obviously, that Johnston insane. is in. Yeah, yeah I, I literally thought I was in the middle of nowhere. That's so crazy because, like, now it's, like, it's a whole community, and they got a whole high school, and that's just crazy how yeah. much that, like, side of town and all these suburbs that are around Des Moines have kind of just grown. I think what's more impressive to me is Ankeny. Yeah. Uh, like, I can't believe. they have two high schools now? Oh, well, Johnson just built a new one, so they've got, oh, they've got so two. Oh, they've got two now, Yeah, too? yeah. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, that's so Ankeny, insane. they may have more. I just can't even keep track, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um, it's it's literally like a little Des Moines up, up yeah. there. Yeah, so. it's insane. And they got, like, all these restaurants, like, these huge food chains that are moving to Ankeny yep. and not even coming to Des Moines. They just don't even bother anymore at this point. It's crazy. And then West Des Moines, I feel like, is just as big as yeah. Des Moines, too. So yeah, yeah. It's insane. What was your experience like going to school there? What, did they have a school there, or did you have to travel to? Oh, no, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, like, uh-huh. as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I came from a bigger city, kind of like a Des Moines area yeah. where, and then where did you like uh, where were you born it was, I was born in central Illinois that's where okay. most of my family's okay. at so that's why I'm going back to see yeah, grandma there sure. um, but yeah I, so I spent till I was five years old in Illinois and then moved to Indiana till I was ten and then ten years old since gotcha. since then so, to here so gotcha. how was that experience for you like moving around like that like I guess you weren't really like in high school at that point yeah. but you know. I think it, at a young age it was easier for me mm-hmm. uh, but definitely uh, at ten years old it sucked for yeah. sure I remember the day that my folks told me I was like just getting ready for a baseball game or something yeah. I don't know how they timed it terribly like that uh, but I remember not being happy about it yeah but yeah, no, no, easy transition at yeah. ten, I think. Well, and I think that I'm a firm believer in like everything happens for a reason, you know. So, had you been over in Indiana or wherever, you know, you wouldn't yeah. have been able to meet me, Dom, or whoever else that you exactly. Moines, so. I'm on the same page, man, yeah. with everything happening for a reason. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, Brandon, talk to me about uh, how long you've kind of been into the entrepreneurial scene. Like, what was kind of your first venture? Uh, yeah. If there's anything you want to talk about. Yeah, it's that. actually pretty interesting because I don't think mm-hmm. you know the back story i don't uh, all right cool uh because so like i said i was working in the mortgage world when i was your age and i so i was on commission yeah right and i was hustling yeah and it, like you i make good money or like yeah. right away exactly. i was making like five or six grand though and so i bought a boat i bought a yukon i bought a harley um so but but i was doing it all on payments bro like it was i was i was the payment king and i wasn't understanding anything financially yet i just knew that i had money and people would loan me money because i had money and so um you know i had a 300 uh car payment 300 harley payment a couple hundred dollar boat payment um, so that being said um i i got some toys after getting a little bit of cash in my pocket and then I stopped working because I wanted to go have fun with my toys. Yeah. Right? I'm honest. That's what happened. Yeah. And so being on commission, it doesn't work out real well. Yeah. And so in the coming months, I wasn't making either any money or I wasn't making real good money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. So things had to change, obviously. Yeah. And I wanted to keep my toys. So I ended up looking for a full-time job somewhere else that would pay me like a base pay yeah. with a little bit of commission on the side. Well, I quickly realized that when I did that, I gave away all my freedom. Yeah. Okay. And now I, you know, I don't, I don't mean to talk bad about having a job because everybody needs income, but salary is is what 
a, an employer will give you to forget your dreams. It's, yeah. That's their trade-off. They'll give you your salaries to forget about your dreams. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's all too common today. Yeah. And I saw it happening before my eyes because I'd never worked in a corporate atmosphere. I see all the people who were my age now, back when I was your age, that are burnout, two kids, two jobs, two dogs, not enough time, and just weren't real happy. And so I saw the writing on the wall right away, and I said, I'm doing something different, right? Yeah. And so I started looking. I was like, all right, I'm going to start a cleaning business. I don't even remember how I started yeah. thinking about a commercial cleaning business. So I started doing a lot of research and putting numbers together and, like, what I would have to put in for, for product costs and my, my, my stuff, my inventory. And uh, I, I stumbled across a pooper scooper, like a pooper scooper like a chat group uh-huh. um, or something kinda like, like some that Facebook group type it was thing. a well this was earlier yeah um, like something kind of like that. it was a uh, what am I trying a forum okay yeah a yep. pooper scooper forum gotcha. is what it was gotcha. and um, so you know I found this thing I'm like joking with my buddies I'm like hey bro check this out these guys are making money scooping dog shit can you believe uh-huh. this you know like I was joking about it and funny thing is you know I had two dogs at home at yeah. the time with the chick I was So it's saying. like something that you're and, already and, familiar and, with. Yeah, and, and like the more I'm joking with my buddies and talking about it, mm-hmm. the more I keep looking back at this forum. I'm like, huh, how much money are they making? Yeah. You know? And then I'm like, well, how much does it cost to operate the business? I don't know. They're scooping dog shit. Like, yeah. how much does it cost? Uh-huh. You know? And so I started doing numbers. And the more I started paying attention to that forum and like I started interacting with a few of the guys, asking mm-hmm. questions. And the more it made sense for me just to start the damn thing. Yeah. And so what I did is I found a company in Kansas City called Stinkies, okay. is what it was called. <laughs> okay. And uh, I they were charging the most out of any company that I could find, right? Because I if I was going to get into business, I was like, sure as hell was going to want to make money if I was going to yeah, do it. Absolutely. So I found the guy that was making charging the most, and I started looking at his stuff and mimicking things yeah. but making it my own yet. yeah and so i i just blew into the into the industry here i just literally in about four days i had a website up i had business cards um and i started just networking with pet related businesses yeah. started with groomers started getting my cards just to set them out at their desk when people drop their dog off you know stuff like that and then it just grew into word of mouth. I'm a pretty personable guy, yeah. and so you know, I, I just asked my customers, "Hey, do you know anybody that's looking to to have their dog shit scooped? You know, yeah. that kind of thing." Well, and I think that something like that, it it's something that you know, dogs are always going to be taking shits, like regardless of where you're at. Dude, you anything know? in the pet world, yeah, gold mine. Yeah, because it's God. like a lot of these jobs, though. I feel like. They may be taken over by either the internet or, you know, like robots of some sort. But, you know, if it's something personal like that, like people are always going to have pets. Dogs are always going to be shitting. Like, so, you know, it's like somebody's going to have to do it. And there's a lot of older people that have pets, dogs, whatever, or like younger people. And they're just like, I just don't want to scoop my dog shit. It's all over my backyard, whatever. And it's like, you know, yeah. I'd rather call somebody over because there's always going to be people like that or that are a little bit lazier. Yeah. You, know, so. oh, you haven't experienced yet, but it is a common uh, argument between couples. Like, wow. honey, did you scoop the shit? He's like, no. She's like, I've asked you to do that three times. You haven't <laughs> done that yet? Yeah, I swear to God. That's or crazy. in a situation like this where it snowed for the last three months, yeah. it all melts at once. And then there's three months of thought-out dog crap all yeah, over the yard. And, and some people literally don't even know what to do at that point because it's it's overwhelming. Yeah. Like, so two of my biggest cleanups um, were over, like, you can picture 55-gallon oil drum 
yeah. kind of like a big ass uh-huh. thing container. I took out the equivalent of two of those full of dog shit out of out of some yards in Beaver Dam. Wow, that's crazy! Like so, people just don't clean that yeah. shit up. And we'll get to the nice. robots later, but yeah. honestly, the pet world is is a gold mine. So that that pooper scooper deal mm-hmm. led into that. Connect, I reconnected with the the vice president of that mortgage company that mm-hmm. I was working with, and he had moved on to commercial real estate. Okay. And he asked me to come down to Kansas City and visit him. So I was like, what's up? Came down and visited him, and he took me to a foreclosed horse barn, a horse-like facility. Okay. It was uh, 30,000 square feet. It had an 8,000 wow. square foot uh, indoor arena, wow. and it was on 15 acres. Okay. Jesus yeah, so it was foreclosed, in foreclosure, and they wanted a million dollars for it. Holy and my buddy was like, hey, I want you to tell me how to turn this into a boarding and daycare <coughs> facility for dogs. And I was like, dude, you don't have any idea what you're doing. Because when I started my pooper scooper service, I I quit my full-time job right away. And I managed a kennel in Clive to get my, you know, just some money in my pocket to, like, gain clients. But it's like you're learning little things about dogs and stuff, too. Well, and so I had some experience. And I said, Josh, you have no idea. You want 250 runs. Like, he wants to have places, 250 spots for dogs. That's crazy. And I I had 11 in West Des Moines. I said, bro, you have no clue what you're getting yourself into. You know what he told me? And I will remember this forever, Nico. He says, I don't want you to tell me how to not do it. I just want you to tell me how to do it. So you just tell me what needs to be done, and I'm going to do it. Is what he was telling me. That's crazy. And I saw that, and I sat back. I said, okay. Damn. Sounds good. So we got a million-dollar loan from a bank, um, and seven years later, we ended up selling it for just under $7 million. Wow. So, you know, and and I was just a small portion of the ownership in there, Uh so I'm not, I didn't come balling out on that one, that project, but But I I came out smelling like roses. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good check. Yeah, yeah. So that led on to, uh, you know, some other things I've been doing. Actually, when that sold, I got into real estate uh, because I was working some sales job I didn't really care for out in West Des Moines. And uh, as soon as I got that check from selling that business, I was like, all right, I'm going to do what I want to do now. Yeah. So I got into real estate. And that's kind of led to, to foreign currency exchange uh, trading, and I think that's how we've gotten connected. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, so here we are. Yeah, and it's crazy just kind of hearing everything about, like, the backstory with everything with you. Uh, that's nuts, man. I think that it does, like, inspire a lot of people, like, you know, that it's possible to do it. Because I feel like there's a marker, there's a market for absolutely everything yeah. out there. Like you can, if you're passionate about something, you can be passionate about dog yeah. shit if you want to. But you know. as far as inspiration, let me at least mm-hmm. tell you this portion of that. It was called the Pet Ranch was the name of that okay. uh, boarding facility. Okay. The coolest part of that is I never put any of my own cash. Yeah. So I I gained the knowledge and experience through that managing that kennel in over in Clive is where I was. Yeah. So I capitalized and monetized that experience yeah. by going to Josh and you know saying hey I can help you develop this. So I came on as more of a consultant okay. and I got paid in sweat equity. So I got a portion of my interest in the business just for kind of like working it off. So even if you don't have money in your pocket, like I didn't have 30 grand in my pocket to invest when he wanted it. Um, So I said, I can't do the cash, but I can do this. And so he's like, all right, let's lock arms and go. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think that like timing is everything. I feel like in the relationships that you build with people are the biggest thing that you can ever do in life. Like I've done podcasts here like 
two days in a row now and like I've met two different people on two different days so it was like one lady like wants me to speak at an event that she's throwing and everything because she liked how I was running my podcast and everything and like was asking me a bunch of questions about it but it's like had I not been here at this time it's like that would have never happened you know so it's like those little relationships that you can kind of just establish you never know where those things can take you like you were saying isn't that uh was that guy that you ran the ranch with was it somebody that you were working with um with the uh the real estate stuff is that with what you loans, said, right? yes, yeah. exactly, mortgage mm-hmm. loans. Yeah. So yeah, uh, when I started that, like it was like probably four years had passed yeah. since I stopped working for that company, mm-hmm. and because we had stayed in touch, I think we just were connected through Facebook still yeah. or whatever. But I had made great connections at that time when we were working together, and you, like you said, cultivate those relationships and, and keep them working together. Absolutely. Like just even a little bit of attention to, to long distance friends, man. A text yeah. once in a while, a phone call goes a long way exactly it's crazy like how that works man and like you know if you just like you said if you just reach out with like a little text message saying like hey i'm thinking about you like hope everything's good with you like that one little thing somebody can remember forever and like if they have like a multi-million dollar company down the road then it's like this is the thing i want to get him on because he's been rocking with me ever since like we were born or whatever the case is you know and so. nico i gotta give out a, sh- a shout out to my friends too because mm-hmm. on the other side of that coin yeah. is that you gotta be flexible with those friends that are wanting to hustle that are trying to do stuff because they're not going to be available for you when you want to hang out every time yeah. they might be you know working when you want to hang out or go party or, or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah. so be be patient with them and uh be encouraging to them too yeah you know? and i think that like you know especially in the entrepreneur side of the world i would say like that you have to be like open to this roller coaster ride i feel like is the thing that i've kind of been learning is like you know a lot of my friends they also like ask me like hey nico like what are you doing like i'm like hey bro like i'm trying to do this that or the third you know and i'm like i got a lot of stuff going on in my head and it's like when i'm working on something I don't I don't want to forget about it so you know if I'm in I'm already in my zone and everything like I'm just like I want to finish this first but we can go out after and like you know give options to like still have like fun and leisure time but also like be able to do my work and everything too so yep yep I think that in the past I've I've not had that balance Mm -hmm. to where I'm just like I want to work 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 and I have let some of those relationships go and that's what I've learned is to you know you definitely have that balance yeah that's great because I think that like you know the relationships that you build are just as important as being a workhorse too like I would consider myself like I'm constantly like doing something productive yep but it's like you know I'm very I'm a very social being so if I close myself out for too long to the rest of the world I'm like I feel a little bit off so I want to like get out there and like network with people and just do what I can because I feel like that's something that you know I've been blessed with from like my parents or whatever like my mom is like super outgoing and everything so I feel like that's something that I picked up from her and I'm able to talk very easily to everybody and you know just kind of build these relationships with people I hardly know at all so you know just learn to like keep a conversation going you know yeah well dude that almost ties into kind of like what I'm doing today to be honest with you Mm -hmm. so like I said I got into real estate after we sold the business and real estate's great. I mean, I've made some good money, but I'm, yeah. it's not my passion. Yeah. So are you uh, still kind of in it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I just don't put any. I don't market it a I whole lot. I uh, I've I've been helping friends and family out. That's about it. Absolutely. Um. So 
that being said is is about a year ago uh, coming up on a year maybe 10 months ago mm-hmm. I started studying foreign currency exchanges yep. so basically trading one foreign currency for another for profit yeah okay Absolutely. so this is intriguing me way back when when I was doing the mortgages yep. um, when I found out about some called penny stocks mm-hmm. right well I learned some about Forex and it was just something that I'd heard about and didn't really research or anything like that well, I decided since I've got some spare time, I got a little bit of a, a cushion as far as saving, so I can yeah. I can spend some time working on studying this. Yeah. So I'm not kidding, Nico. Like I joined a, an academy, and uh, an online academy to teach me how to do it. Yeah. And I was learning, dude. Like Dom, I got I'd, I'd have him over my house. I'm like, yeah. like, check this out, dude. I'm drawing up trend lines uh-huh. and all these different crazy things on charts, yeah, right? You guys are going nuts. That yeah, stuff. yeah. It was a lot of fun. But here's the thing: is like Nico, I'd make. I'd make a thousand dollars in a day and I'd be so happy yeah. like yes this is life-changing right I'm gonna do this tomorrow yeah. tomorrow I'd lose eleven hundred dollars yeah and I'd be like oh man am I am I even gonna continue this you know what I'm saying so on my own it was easy to make money it was easy to lose money yeah okay so I didn't I was about break even um, but I had a ton of learning uh, experience at that point well that takes us up to about the first of December of last year um, someone introduced me to an artificial intelligence forex trading bot, a robot. Yeah. All right, and I was so skeptical. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, uh, I've heard of people using it, and I've heard of people being very unsuccessful with it. Yeah. So I sat there and I, I watched for like six weeks, yeah. and I got into some of these groups, like chat chat groups that they're part of, and people kept posting results. You know, I'm making twenty dollars a day in my sleep. $30 a day in my sleep, $15 a day in my sleep with each one. And some of these people had five, six. There's one guy with a hundred of these softwares That's that he crazy. manages. Okay. So, um, so that uh, I ended up jumping on board as the first year because I couldn't take everybody making money but me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Watching. That's what happened. So, uh, essentially, they've got two products that are absolutely amazing. Um, the first product is like pretty easy for most people to get into. It takes a $500 trading account. And it makes a profit. And, and now, this is historically speaking. So I'm going to speak numbers. Yep. I can't tell you what it's going to do tomorrow, but yep. I can tell you what it's done in the past for me, at Absolutely. least. Okay. Absolutely. So speaking of experience, uh, it generally will make between four and six hundred dollars a month per software, and I've got two of them running. Yeah. Okay. So can you imagine what you've got coming in a month if you got a hundred? I mean, that's about forty, sixty thousand dollars a yeah. month. So. Um, I'm extremely excited about it, man. I've got Dom on board. I've got eight of my buddies all signed up, and we're all making money. Yeah. Literally, I have text message. I'll wake up and I'll be like, "Bro, I just made eighteen dollars while I was sleeping last night." That's I'm like, crazy. "Isn't that amazing?" Uh-huh. Yeah. As I get to it, you'll make thirty-six. Yeah. You know. Exactly. So um, it's been a ton of fun. And then what you don't know about yet, and it actually launches the eighteenth. Um, it's a a different company it's a different software company but they make trading and automated robots as well and this one is for a crypto deal okay now this is completely different in the fact that it's 100% hands-free now the software I'm currently using it takes a little bit of management throughout the day but honestly no more than like literally 10 minutes out of your day yeah you click once or twice once in the morning you click once or twice in the afternoon and then you're good to go so uh, but the other one the Arbistar one like it's extremely easy to get into it's a hundred dollar initial deposit but there's no cost so there's no initial cost no ongoing cost and that returns one two percent every single day but and you can compound it weekly so a potential at one and let's just say one and a quarter percent daily compounded weekly on a year on that initial deposit it's nine thousand bucks 
So potentially taking one hundred fifteen dollars. So yeah. So ideally, what I'm trying to help my whole crew do is to create income with those Hamilton and Benjamin products, the first one I was talking about, and then funnel those profits to compound it into the, the what's called Arbistar, the crypto uh-huh. one, and uh, make a literal money machine That's out of this crazy. stuff. So, I mean, I, I just posted on my Snapchat this morning about, and I had a little clip of uh, Arbistar, and I said, man, when I was a kid, I always, always, always wanted my own robot when I grew up, and now I get to have That's one, and it weird. makes me money. That's crazy. Like, I always thought it'd be like scrubbing toilets or yeah, making exactly, me dinner or something. Right, right. I'll take, him, I'll take a robot exactly, making me money. Exactly, man. I think that, you know, the thing, we're going to get into, like, uh, you've kind of touched on, like, the Money Tree team and stuff, but, uh, you know, I think that it's really dope that, like, you're not just in this for yourself, and I think that that's, like, the beautiful thing about it is, like, you know, you got people like Dom on to it, uh, and then you've got, like, literally, there's probably, like, what, 30 people in the Money Tree Oh, yeah, there's there's over 40 today, actually. Really? So I've been bringing on a lot of people. I've actually got... uh, I wish I could bring up and play for you, but I'll show it to you later. Um, it's an audio. I I text so much that yeah. I've now gone to put in my AirPods and just send in voice messages because it's so much crazy. easier. So I've been chatting with this guy. Is the uh, it's Jared? Jared Jalal is okay. his name, and he lives in the Philippines. Word. And he has been talking to me, so he's getting on board. This is a worldwide thing, wow. right? So he's coming on board with the money team, and he was asking me all sorts of questions. And I spent maybe an hour with him, going back and forth with these you know voice messages. And, you know, at the end of the night, he just was like, Brandon, I cannot thank you for being such a great leader of the Money Tree team. He's like, I thank you from the bottom of my heart because you don't know. He says, $400 to you in America is not maybe life-changing, but for me and my family in the Philippines, just one of these softwares is going to change my life. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. That's and crazy. I don't know, like, I was, like, tearing up when, yeah. when I got that message. Yeah. Dude. And that's what I'm saying is, like, this, this phase of my life has been the most rewarding, and it's just only begun. So I'm, I'm excited to take you guys with us. Yeah, because I think that there's a lot of potential for this to just blow up. Like, I feel like it already is, but, you know, like, hopefully that nothing bad happens and, like, everybody gets on board with it because then, like, the government will shut it down. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, there's enough skeptical yeah. people that, you know, that are like, oh, that's got to be too good to be true. Because yeah. uh, you get that a lot. I mean, yeah. like, okay, well, that's, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, like, if true. you're averaging, like, 20 bucks a day or while you're sleeping, like, it's good yeah. money over the yeah. course of the month. So. And if you can have as many of them as you want, obviously you need to build up to yeah. it. Um, but, yeah, my goal is to have at least six of those producing mm-hmm. the four to 600 a month and yeah. then following that over to the crypto deal. Oh, and, yeah. and, and then you, uh, are you going to purchase, like, a Benjamin one too? Yeah, yeah. So that one actually is for larger accounts, and mm-hmm. I plan on having six of each okay. at one point. So that one's maybe for a $1,500 account. Okay. But that that's very, very that's, – that's, that's almost – I can't say a guaranteed uh-huh. winner like you yeah. that one. It basically doesn't lose, statistically yeah. speaking. It wins 85% of trades, and the ones it doesn't win, it places a, in the opposite, uh, a trade in the opposite order mm-hmm. to break out at even, and so it literally doesn't lose. Yeah. So that brings in a little bit smaller percentage per month, but it's, it's a guarantee. Guaranteed win. Yeah, I feel you. I yeah. feel you. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy that, like, somebody... There's always somebody that's smart out there that's trying to help the world, I would say, you know, because it's probably, like, some Harvard kid that made some crazy, like, cryptocurrency. Yeah, so the guy, the Forex one, the first Mm -hmm. one I'm talking about, the guy that invented this, he has the 93rd highest IQ in the world, like, history. Like, crazy. can you imagine me in the you know in the top hundred smartest people ever? Oh my god! Like, I can't even imagine like what his IQ like point it's gotta, is. It's got to be a burden. It, What's it, like? I IQ? was like one eighties. 
Okay, what's it out of? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. know what mine is. So, yeah. like, yeah. alone, like, I couldn't imagine. That's really good, obviously. And but... it, to be that smart, it's probably like a burden on him. Yeah. Like, it's like I couldn't imagine like going to get coffee with that guy. I'd just be like, he'd probably be using words and I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, up his bill before he's even looked at the. Yeah, you know? it's freaking nuts, man. Like, I don't know. Some of those smart dudes, but there's, it's good for to have those guys around though, because you know, obviously, like this guy. He's wherever he is right now, and, you know, he's making money for millions of people yeah. that are on this website and are trying to make some extra money. And that's what's so awesome about it is it's it's all about giving back because mm-hmm. this dude, obviously, he, he was working for the second largest hedge fund uh, in the U.S. at yeah. the time in New York. But so, like, he's made his money. He's like, I just wanted to give back. He's like, I retired and I was bored. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I can only imagine, well, how does that guy retire? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And he's probably not even that old either. Yeah. So. yeah. That's insane, man. That's insane. Uh, so as far as the the money tree team, uh, money tree team goes, uh, moneytreeteam.com actually is where you can go uh, to the domain, check out the software. It's even got a little demo. You input your info, like a name, phone number, or whatever. It just comes to me, so you're not going to get spammed by a bunch of people you don't know. Um, but yeah, I encourage you guys to check it out for sure. That's awesome, That's awesome brother. Uh, Brandon, just getting into some of the other questions that I have here for you. Uh, what do you feel like is your greatest accomplishment that you've done so far in life or with this Money Tree team, or what do you feel like it is? Yeah, yeah, well, it's definitely been a combination of things. Mm-hmm. I would say over the last three or four years have been an extreme level of growth and maturity on my end. Um, where Dom and I actually met was managing a complete nutrition store over in West Des Moines. And man, that, that honestly was a first opportunity for me to get in even more of a mentorship role. I mean, I was a manager, manager yeah. management role, but I viewed it more of a you know consultant, yeah. friend, friendship uh, role in that in that aspect of it. And man, I'm I'm not kidding you. I keep in contact with almost every single one of my former employees. Um, you know, and they're all about your age. Yeah. And so it's it's been able to not only just just pay off in the you know. Just the friend aspect, because yeah. you know people hit me up like, "Hey, what's up, bro? Long time to see you, whatever." Exactly. Um, but but also, it's been able to uh, I've been able to, to reconnect with everybody and help them out. Yeah. Like and, and and honestly, I think that I am getting to the most rewarding part of my life. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for you guys to to experience that ten or fifteen years before I was able to. You know. Exactly. Well, and I think that you know a lot of people they try to like chase that fulfillment of like trying to help others out or trying to find some sort of like happiness in their life but like that usually involves like a career you know and sometimes they don't really enjoy their career other than that aspect like a lot of teachers like obviously like the money isn't right but they feel like they're being fulfilled like with their entire lives because they're helping out kids and everything sure. else but yeah. you know like with you it's like this is like literally a side hustle thing and you know one day it's going to turn into like your main thing and you're just going to be chilling back just relaxing on a beach somewhere like yeah. you said uh, earlier that this you want this to be your last winter in Iowa yep so, yep southwest know. Florida is calling my name yes sir yes sir that's crazy stuff man. That's yeah I'm honestly stuff. not too far off from from being full-time yeah um, I would love to not have I would love to have this on my sole income within the next two or three months yeah like legit I'm, I'm on my way to hustle as soon as our star comes on board like I am I'm going ham I swear yeah 
Well, I think that, you know, that rises a, a good point is like, you know, some people, they they want these like side hustles to like turn into their main hustle, but they're not like giving it their all at it too. So I think that, you know, sometimes you do have to take that leap of faith and like a lot of people are scared of that. And I think that a lot of people want this idea of like job security and everything else. So, you know, it gets to be a little tough when you, you don't really believe in yourself. So like, why is anybody else going to believe in your business or your startup or whatever you're trying to do? So yeah, yeah, that can, that can be something a lot of people encounter when you want to do something on your own mm-hmm. especially like a job scenario because you know if you're talking to parents about saying hey i want to follow whatever it is i want to follow my dream and not do what yeah. is the status quo mm-hmm. or what is the norm you know you get a lot of resistance yeah. and all i can do is encourage you guys to keep the faith man yeah. keep the dream alive and keep exactly. it in front of you exactly. um, always focus on it yeah and i think that that's like the biggest key to life is you know literally try absolutely everything and if something sticks and it's your passion and just kind of run with it you know I think that that's the biggest thing that I've learned is you know I'm going to try absolutely everything especially if it's something that I'm interested in I want to try it get the feel for it and if it's like six months down the road if it's something that I don't enjoy anymore bye and that's good you know so I think that and along with that like trying new things it's like I meet so many good people that are still in that business or whatever the case is and it's like you know like we've been talking about that networking aspect is like 10 years down the road if somebody that I've built a relationship with and kind of kept in touch with you know they can hit me up later and I can just invest some money into their company or whatever they got going on and it's like I don't even have to touch anything I just have to fork over some money and make some money off of it so you know it's a good little thing friendships are so valuable and so many ways yeah well and I think that like a lot of people they they hear this and they're like you know how do I do this but I think that it just it starts with you literally just have to go up to somebody and just say hi like it's literally like you have to treat it like a friendship not on like something that you're trying to make money with yeah you know because that that stuff can come later down the road sure and it's something that like you know a lot of people they that's like their number one priority is making money but you know I think that if you decide to kind of flip the role a little bit and just say like hey i'm just trying to make genuine friendships yep and that can build into something very very special too so yeah that's one thing that's helped me at least open people's minds to the money tree team mm-hmm. side of things um is you know someone i haven't talked to and i've done this a lot nico mm-hmm. as i've called somebody i haven't talked to in a year yeah and i'd be like i'll even for the whole first conversation the whole time i won't even bring up what my initial idea was to mm-hmm. talk to them about i'll just call you up and just how's the wife yeah you know how are the kids doing exactly. you know that kind of thing how's school whatever yeah. it is you know and and just have a conversation with them and then next time i'll i'll, I'll i talk to them the next day or something i'll be like yeah. hey bro nice chat i'll text them i'll say hey nice chat with you i love catching up with you yeah. glad to hear everything's doing great also, just want to let you know about this, dot, 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 yeah. whatever it is, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Whether yeah, it's Cutco Nimes yeah, or what. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's something that I learned, too, like selling products and everything. It's like, you know, make it very, very genuine. And if somebody, like, genuinely asks you, like, what is it that you're doing? Like, why are you giving me a call? Whatever. It's like, funny that you asked. I have this going on. I wanted to see if, like, you're interested in it. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I think that... If you if you really like have a genuine conversation with somebody, they can kind of just pick up that you're you're trying to get something from them, but yep. it's like in a good way though, because like you're gen you genuinely care about how they're doing and 
everything else instead of like just calling them up and saying like getting right to the point dude know? i see it so many times and it happens to me i get i get mm. prospected all the time by yeah. network marketers Absolutely. um and and i don't have a thing against network marketing because i love the structure i love the recurring income aspect mm. of it um i had just personally never found a product that inspired me enough to like want to try and sell you on it yeah um but in this aspect, if I can help sell you a money tree that you can cultivate, I mean, it takes a little bit of effort to yeah. keep a money tree alive and producing, but then you can keep reaping profits off of that forever yeah, exactly. or for as long time. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I'm looking at it. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. Brandon, uh, getting into some of the other questions that I have for you, brother. Uh, who or what is your inspiration to do what you do, just in general, in life? Interesting question. Because I'm a, I'm a single guy, no kids. I'm not even dating anybody right now. I'm just on my money grind, to be honest with you. Um, church has been um, always a big background of mine. Grew up, grew up going to a Christian church. And um, I still go every Sunday to Hope off of Jordan Creek. Love that place. Um, highly recommend the service if you have never been to that. Um, but that's the, absolutely one of my biggest... Um, motivations in life like I've been on a ton of missions trips in the past yeah um, Haiti was one of my most life-changing uh, trips ever it was we went when it was one year after their major earthquake yeah. and it looked like it had happened the day before and it, people in the midst of such despair and and destruction were the happiest people I've ever met in my life and I just it just broke me dude like to see you know people um, with that much hope in a place where I saw none, um, and it all had to do with, with um, you know their view on on religion, I think, and, and God. So it's a that's something that, that keeps me going every day. Yeah. Well, and I think that you know it's all about that perspective thing. You know, just looking at life a little bit differently because I think that there's a lot of people that you know could be. There's a lot of like rich dudes that I see online that they want to like sell everything that they have and like live out of a van yeah. just because like they want like they feel like they could have anything that they want to in life but they want to like know what it's like to just live life yeah and i think that you know it's all about that perspective thing you know because there's people like you said like that in, we're in haiti that you know they don't have literally anything don't even have like like a roof over their heads and they're just as happy as can be and you know i think that happiness is like something that everybody can chase but it's like they i feel like they've found it and they don't even have anything dude and i think that that's the difference between like people in america versus people in like a lot of other countries they just we're all focused on these material possessions to make us seem successful or whatever and mm -hmm. it's kind of like we're all just kind of showing off to our friends and stuff to like make us seem successful social it's a media is responsible thing. for that yeah and no it's doubt. a weird thing man I don't really like how things are right now, but it's like, you know, I try to separate myself from yeah. that. So. Dude, you're so smart because all I can add to that, because you're 100% right, all I can add to that is whatever you think is going to make you happy in life probably isn't. And you're going to still feel, be uh, feeling left empty yeah. at some point. So yeah. um, don't put too much uh, all of your eggs into one basket Absolutely. in any part of your life. Um, because not any one portion of it brings you all the happiness. Yeah, absolutely, brother, absolutely. Uh, getting into some of the other closing questions here for you. 
Uh, tell me about some of the future plans that you have. Like, we've kind of gone over a little bit of it. Oh, yeah. You know, like, what are the future plans that you got? All right, so goal for 2019, um, definitely by midsummer to be able to be mobile income coming in on my damn phone. So Absolutely. ATM on my phone Absolutely. in six months. And ideally for the, for the <coughs> next 12 months following that, I just want to kind of Airbnb it around the U.S. Absolutely. So um, I'll probably drive around, uh, but I want to stay in like a new Airbnb like every couple weeks. That's awesome. So that's going to be main goal. Um, trip out of, out of the country to Thailand has got to be done by the end of the year. So yeah, there's three vi- three three islands in the Gulf of Thailand called okay. Koh Tao, Koh Samui, and Copenyang. Okay. And Copenyang is famous for having a full moon party, and I have to experience this once. Wow. So okay. full moon every month, they have a big party on the beach. Like literally, they've got like thirty thousand people on this little teeny tiny little beach, and it's just amazing. So go to YouTube and okay. and uh, look up just look up full moon party. Okay. Yeah, and you'll okay. see. You'll see. Dope, dope. That's something that I gotta write down. That, yeah. That sounds I'd love to have you along the trip, no Absolutely, doubt, dude. Brother. Absolutely. So that um, you know, I, I do. Don't get me wrong. I definitely have some of my own personal goals uh-huh. um, on top of on top of helping everybody. Yeah. But I, I want to help you young guys succeed this year. Um, that is definitely. I'm going to be working my ass off, dude. Like yesterday, so full time right now. Um, I I've got my real estate license, but on the side, I, I do crime scene cleanup stuff too. A buddy of mine owns a crime scene cleanup company, and we do some death cleanups. So yesterday, I was in Marion, uh, two and a half hours away, and I sp- I had a 16 hour day. Cleaning up, cleaning up after a, a death. So I came home, got home at 11 o'clock, hopped on my computer, and I had guys like it wasn't in the Philippines, but it was somewhere over there. A guy named Sumit okay. was his name, and he wanted to chat because he was just getting up over there. And so I spent about 30 minutes with him when I really didn't want to. Um, but man, I, I just can't get that feeling of wanting yeah. to help people out. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, it's good to have genuine people like yourself around because you know you do genuinely care about everybody and like you sacrifice so much time for everybody else. And like, you know, I think that it's good that you're in 2019, you want to focus on yourself, but also like have that giving back like sense of it. Uh, But, you know, I think that it's well deserved for you to see the world and experience everything, too. Yeah, that's really dope. I will say that I I am putting a lot of effort into myself Mm -hmm. so I can be better for others. Absolutely. That's it. That's a beautiful message. Beautiful message, man. Uh, Brandon. One of the closing questions I have for you too: uh, What is one thing that you have to do in life? So, like, when it's all said and done, and you're sitting on your deathbed, what is that one thing that you have to say that you've been able to do? Hmm. Bro, I've spent 30 years, 37 years trying to answer that question. Um, I don't know that there is one thing for me that I need done. Um, I think every day as I grow, uh-huh. it changes. Because what yesterday I thought was going to be so important to me today doesn't feel like that's going to be important to me tomorrow. So um, I don't know that I have a clear answer for that other than I want to be the best friend and family member that I can be. Absolutely. Well, and I can tell like just by the conversation that we've had today, like, you know, that you're, you're very into just caring about others, caring about family members. I feel like you're very, like... A people-driven person as well and like you you value all the relationships that you've established throughout your life and I think that that's there's not a lot of people that are like that and I, I tip my hat off to you because that's a beautiful thing to it's kind of it's taken some time I was not always like this and I think maybe because 
I wasn't like this is because I, or why I want to be like this now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You, if you're, it, things change, man, yeah, for absolutely. sure. Uh, last question, something that I ask everybody on the podcast that comes on here. Uh, so I want you to imagine that I have a copy of the New York Times written right here, okay? It's written from 10 years from now, and there's a cover page, and it's a picture of you, and then there's an article written about you. Yeah. What is this a picture of, and what is written in this article? Oh, it's got to be something about me doing something cool for, like, a, I don't know if third world countries the okay. right, but just doing something for something overseas. I don't know whether that's donating the money for an orphanage or or freshwater wells for people in Africa that don't have freshwater access close something cool like that like I want to do something big and I want to be in charge of it that's beautiful I want to be in charge of making that happen that's beautiful man that's beautiful Brandon where can everybody find you on social media or if you need to plug anything yeah yeah I, well I, I don't honestly Facebook I'm, I'm all over but uh, Snapchat is probably my one I'm most active on mm-hmm. so hit me up the Roth father R-O-T-H the Roth father you can look me up there and uh, see me doing all sorts of weird stuff absolutely Brandon appreciate you brother dude thank, thank you, you so for much. sacrificing your day with me today uh, hope that drive goes well for you yeah later today but ladies and gentlemen that's it for today's episode uh glad you guys got to sit down in uh with me and brandon and just listen to our little chat uh hopefully you guys got some good takeaways uh, and if you guys are trying to make a little bit of extra money and you guys got some extra money to invest uh definitely contact brandon or myself and i can put you in the right direction uh so yeah that's really it everybody thank you guys for tuning in my name is nick robinson this is brandon roth uh we're out of here for another episode of the Tree podcast peace